Hey everybody, this is Think Global, and on Think Global, the world is our home. Strangers become friends and friends become family. My name is Tim Davis, and I am the host of this podcast, and I'm joined with my co-host, John Smith. John, how are you doing? I'm great. Are you? As always, I'm happy to be back with you, happy to be with the podcast. And you know what I thought about this morning as I was getting ready to come to work and do this podcast with you? I thought... A month between episodes is just too long. Wow. So I love that thought, John. Should we step up our our game and do more? I tell you what, let's think about it. Okay. <laughs> we can think about it. We can maybe do more. Hey, this has been fun though. And yeah. um, it's hard to believe it's September. It's amazing. That is like crazy. We've got less than three weeks of summer left and then it is the fall. It's cooling off outside. It's cooling off outside. Soon the leaves will be changing and... Um, Man, I hate to see summer end, but there's something wonderful about the uh, the autumn, mm-hmm. the cool, crisp air, the beautiful leaves, uh, a lot of outside activities. Um, so it's a good yeah. time of the year. School People are back in school. Yeah, I, uh, I do love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to jump into today's subject, and we're going to do something a little bit unique uh, today. And John, I'm going to let you take it from them. Yeah, sure. So... Uh, a lot of our episodes, what we like to do is create uh, timeless topics. You can come yep. back to them years from now. And that's probably the truth for today too. But we want to talk about a very timely right. topic, something that's very relevant right now happening. You've seen it all over social media. You've seen it everywhere. And with this topic of this podcast, you know, think global where uh, the world's our home and strangers become friends and friends become family. I feel like we feel like, because mm-hmm. we talked, that it's just proper to talk about what's happening, happening in Afghanistan right. and uh, what is our response to that, uh, both personally and just as friends and as citizens of the world, what's a response to that and what we not just think about that circumstance, but what we think about things that happen all over the world all the time. Right. This isn't the, this isn't the first crisis, nor is it the last crisis, right. but this is a big deal and this is a big moment. And so we want to talk about that for a right. few minutes. Yeah. I mean, uh, we can't help but know what's happening there because it's all over the media. And, um, and actually, you know, when we see what's happening there, it's gut-wrenching. And yeah. we see the lives of people being snuffed out. We see, um, we see people being uh, treated brutally. Um, and, and many of us are thinking about you know, in let's just be honest, the women and the little girls, and now what happens? Yeah. And so many question marks, but, um, and by the way, so much need, like mm. so much going on there. Um, and, and yet, uh, Afghanistan is a, a long way away. Yeah. And, uh, it's, this is not the first crisis in right. Afghanistan. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's even back in the 70s and 80s, you know, when the Soviet was there, and, and then we've been at, technically at war there for two decades and, right. and uh, a lot of people have lost their lives. A lot of sacrifices have been made. And and then here we are at the technical end of that long war. And yeah, we just, what's going on, it's, it's, it's gut wrenching. Right. But, um, you know, there's been a need everywhere for centuries. Right. And what happens now is social media and the media, they bring all this to the forefront and which is a good thing. Yeah. I actually like yeah. knowing yeah. what's happening. I like, being um, exposed to it because uh, because we consider ourselves citizens of the world. We right. consider, though we've never, I've never been to Afghanistan, you haven't either, but right. I mean, I would love to go there one day. I would love to think that we could walk those streets and, and, and be in the lives of people there one day. And so, um, 
But, you know, we want to talk about, and I want you to talk about it, like, what is our response to that? How do we look at a crisis like this and not let it um, overtake us and not lose uh, perspective? So bring right. us back to what what is proper perspective right. in this moment? Yeah, I mean, and and I think that's what we need to do is like, we need to do our uh, really a self-analysis, a gut check. And uh, there is a need for perspective. And I think the, the right and proper response uh, from people like us is to figure out how do we how do we help hmm. and how do we practically uh, put our love and our passions in place, uh, you know, where our feet take action, our hands take action, um, our prayers take action, our wallets take action, uh, where we are really sensitized. And so this is, uh, it, it really is good. You're right. And, and to have this in the media, to have um, to have our attention drawn to it, it is actually the right thing, hmm. you know. We who believe in God, I mean, He sees it all, hmm. and 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 now finally through media, like we get to see it, yeah, and, and just a small part of it. Uh, he sees so much more. Uh, he sees even beyond the uh, layers of skin. He sees the heart and the brokenness and shattered lives. Um, but the perspective I think f- that we want to talk about today is that passion like that is right and good, um, but not just simply while it has media attention. Yeah. Like what it's done is it's sent, uh, sensitized us. Mm. It has awakened in our souls uh, a need somewhere else in the world. Um, and in the midst of all of our lives where we, we go to work, uh, we actually have four wheels to drive. Uh, we have a bed to, to lay our heads on. on. Um, we have a home that we, we sleep in, we have uh, we have food on our table. It's good to be kind of uh, awakened out of that and like, yeah. yeah, this is not what everybody else has in the world, and and so it does sensitize us. But um, I think our plea today is it shouldn't just be for the moment, hmm. because in the world there are people every night going to bed with empty stomachs hmm. and children. Uh, who are on the edge of starvation and and people who are hurting. And I mean, you and I have talked about uh, a lot of those areas, you know, yeah. human trafficking. Yeah. So much, so much more, right? Yeah. That, that we need to be aware of. Yeah. And we've looked at some of this over the years, um, just organizationally, we've, we've worked in a lot of these crisis right. areas. And, um, you know, particularly like one that comes to mind is maybe long forgotten out of a lot of people's minds unless they're, uh, your age. Or, yeah, yeah, that's right. But but Laos has been yes. a historically a big deal. The most bombed neutral country in the world. Like, right. And so if you remember, if anybody remembers the Vietnam War, I don't. So this is not out of memory for right. me. But, but, you know, we dropped a lot of bombs on that country and caused devastation in, right. in that area. And a lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people are still maimed to this day as a result of that. And um, so that was a crisis then, and it caught media attention then, and and now it's um, in some ways long forgotten. But That's right. um, but when you go there, and you and I have both been there, it's fresh in their memories right. of the people there. It's it's fresh on their minds, and right. so um, you know Syria is another example. Right. And so talk about yeah. the Syria crisis. Yeah, you know, I, I would just say real quick about the, about Laos. You know, sure. it's often um, referred to as forgotten Laos. Yeah, right, uh, a place that's been forgotten. And by the way, just for those who don't remember or don't actually know the history of that, when you speak of a neutral country, yeah, like they, they weren't at war, right? But that's where ordinances and bombs were 
um, were dropped because they couldn't return to an aircraft carrier right. or to a base with bombs. And Basically so discarded. It was random. Yeah. yeah. It was random. And here are these people who've been devastated by it. And they are still, um, they, they still suffer because of it. And, and yet we never think of it. It is forgotten, Laos. Right. And as you refer to the uh, Syrian crisis, um, refugee crisis back in 2013, 2014, we began to travel there. And you and I were there. Many of our colleagues were there. We have people who work there right now. Um, but even in a place like Lebanon, a population of around 2 million people, almost 2 million refugees walked across the mountains and travel along the roads to live in Lebanon. Uh, globally, there were over 6 million refugees from Syria. And, and, and what we have with that is just like this number, mm. or we have this uh, identity, Syrian refugee or displaced people. But we have to actually go behind it and see the stories. And, and as I would visit the uh, Syrian refugee camps, you would meet doctors and lawyers and business people and homeowners and housewives and mothers uh, whose entire lives had been disrupted by bombs and killing and war and destruction. And I remember uh, visiting so many uh, tents in the uh, Syrian refugee camps um, and talking to these individuals and their desire to go home, but they knew that when they went home, their their, their home was gone. Yeah. Like their actual house structure had been flattened by a bomb and by by the the war that was uh, raging and still continues to to take place. And on one particular setting, I, I, I can't forget this little guy. I've got a a picture of him, but um, he was about seven or eight years old. He cuddled up to my, under my arm, hmm. which I thought was a really cool, loving thing. Like and and it. it it, it was a moment for me to have my arm around him, to have him uh, there. Just all he wanted was physical human touch. He wanted to be loved. And the one thing I noticed was he never talked. Hmm. He would never say a word. And finally, we were able to ask the lady of this particular tent, uh, like, what? why is it that he just sits there quiet and all the others are chattering and playing and they're just like a bunch of kids? And she said, well, he's my nephew. And... Actually, he saw both of his parents killed, wow. and he's not recovered from it. Hmm. Um, and so that's the story of lives that um, is taking place. And and in this moment, I'm, what I what I wonder is: before all of this attention that we've had recently on another crisis, when was the last time we thought about Syrian refugees? Hmm. And when did we think about those who were hurting, those who had lost so much? They lost their identity. Uh, they were living. Um, as people um, uh, displaced from their home home countries, uh, they couldn't get jobs. Their little boys and girls were going out working during the day to make a living for the family because adults couldn't uh, be hired in in uh, several of those countries there. And and so there's just a lot like that going on globally, and and that's the reason I think media attention on a crisis is good and healthy. Mm. But I think um, the danger of it is. The next thing that comes along that captures our attention on media, we will have forgotten people who need mm. us to think about them mm. um, and remember remember them. So that's that's kind of the idea we want to get at today as global citizens, people who have hope, um, people who who believe in making the lives of others better, and that is that this is a moment to really care about yeah. someone else. Yeah, and you know, 
obviously it can't be our job to, to carry those burdens and the, that weight. It's not our job. We're not carrying that weight from crisis to crisis to crisis. And then, and then we're just shouldered with all this weight. But the reality is, like you just said, the news cycle will move on. Like the, the next thing's going to pop up. There's already something else that's getting attention probably over Afghanistan. You right. know, if we looked at our news right now, there's something else replacing right. Afghanistan. But um, we don't want to forget. And we want to figure out where is our place in that. And, right. and, you know, I I hope just by the nature of what we get to do for a living that we're there right. soon enough. Right. And whether virtually or in person, we would love to connect connect with those people. And, and somehow bless them and right. somehow give them hope. And I guess what I would love for the people who are listening to this today is that um, that they're reminded that we're image bearers. And, yeah. and because we're image bearers, that's why we feel passion. Yeah. That's why we emotionally respond uh, to the needs of people because we bear the image and and we should care. But my appeal would be, and like you said, I mean, by the way, like it could be very discouraging, very depressing to try to handle all the problems of the world. And that's not <laughs> what we're asked to do. Right. Uh, that's not what we're asked to do. But rather we are asked to make a difference in this world. Yeah. And so we need to kind of move outside of the perspective that it's all about me hmm. and ask the question, how can I make a difference in the life of someone or more than just a one, how can I make a difference in their life? And I can guarantee you, as we begin to have a positive impact in the lives of other people, and as we begin to bring a little ray of hope into the life of someone, it's contagious. And in fact, all of us have found as we do this, and as we travel globally, and as we connect with people, and as we help people, the more we help others, we find we have helped ourselves more than we ever dreamed of hmm. because it changes us. It, it changes our thinking. It changes our life. It changes what we live for, and it changes the things that that uh, what once seemed so important really pale in comparison to what it means to help someone, to love someone, and to bring hope hmm. uh, in their lives. Wow. Yeah, that's good. And that's, you know, I was going to try to like conclude with, okay, after all this, it's not our job to carry the weight. Right. We, well, we've brought all this weight. Like, if you're listening to the podcast, like, wow, this is kind of a downer. Afghanistan, Laos, Syrian refugees. We didn't even hit on the earthquake in Haiti. We didn't even touch on the 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 uh, the hurricane that just hit Louisiana recently. Right. Like, human trafficking. Human yeah. trafficking. There, there. You can look anywhere in the world, any corner of the world, our own backyard to somewhere on the other side of the planet, and there's people hurting. There's people dying, and that's like, wow, this is a heavy podcast yeah. episode, but. What's, I was going to ask, like, what's our takeaway? But that's yeah. kind of what you said. Yeah. And, and so I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's it's not, wow, let's be discouraged by all that's happening in the world, but let's be encouraged right. in that uh, we bring a sense of hope and we bring um, hope. We want to be filled with hope yeah. versus filled with just media attention right. and, and the latest thing that's happening right. in the in the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. But how do we bring an air of of hope right. to the world. That's and, right. And, and that might mean something different for you than it means right. for me and for somebody else listening and what it means for me. And, right. and the way you want to get involved might be different from how I want to get involved. But I think at some level, we all have to be involved somewhere in something. And for the reason that you said, like not only is it the right thing to do, but the more you do it, uh, the more joy it actually brings that's to right. your own life. So right. um, yeah, anyway, that's my little takeaway. Yeah. No, you know, and I appreciate that, John, because that's really what we want to ask, ask of ourselves. And I would, in fact, challenge anyone listening uh, to identify one area, one way in which you 
can do something to make a difference in the life of someone else who's hurting. And as and again, as you, as you're out there and as you see it and as you travel, what I've seen is that a a simple blanket mm. sewn by someone and sent mm. makes a difference. I've seen that um, education makes a difference. Connecting via technology makes a difference. A contribution financially makes a difference. Mm. Making sure it's a reputable organization that you're giving to. Um, teaching people how to develop skills yeah. and and build a, a life or build a business or to get themselves back on their feet again or to provide medical care or to provide food for those who are hungry. What I would challenge all of us to do is think of one way to do that and to do it um, uh, however we can and do it well. And I can almost assure them it will be liberating uh, from the bondage of so much stuff and a world that is all about ourselves. And, um, and and really, that's what we're called to do as global citizens. So anyway, that's the takeaway for today. But um, we really want this to be a positive podcast. We want it to be inspirational. Um, and uh, whether you're single, married, children, whatever, uh, it's something to do. And by the way, parents, nothing better than to set an example of this for your children, where so much of what they've taught, uh, been taught is to be self-centered. Uh, there's nothing quite like modeling uh, to children or to others, generosity. Generosity uh, blesses others and it liberates us. And that's the way we want to be as global citizens. Anyway, again, Tim Davis, John Smith, thank you for being with us. This is Think Global, where the world is our home, where strangers become friends and friends become family. We'll see you again and talk to you again in October.